This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, a very good Tuesday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for winding with us. Stephen Strom here. The Marlins lose game one of this three-game set to the New York Mets 2-1. to one. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, a rough night for the Marlins here at Lone Depot Park. They got some terrific pitching from Edward Cabrera. The bullpen was pretty darn good. Uh, just not a whole lot to show for it offensively. The Marlins were 0-for-1 with runners in scoring position tonight. They left just four men on base. Jorge Soler missed the homer by about 15 feet. Uh, that was uh, in the sixth inning there. And then Jeff McNeil hit a leadoff homer in the ninth inning off of Tanner Scott, and that's the decisive difference in this ball game tonight. Mets win it 2-1. to one. This is the 10th inning show. And Nelly, uh, you know, we'll start with Edward Cabrera. I mean, man, five and a third, a run, four hits. He was pretty good tonight. Yeah, I agree. His last three outings, you know, the two bulk outings, I, I think he pitched very well. In the first inning, of both those outings, he had to settle in. He had eight walks. Tonight, he came out with a different type of attitude, I felt. I felt that his preparation was probably better, and I'm just guessing at this, out of the bullpen when he started the game. It just seemed so much different than what I saw on the bulk outings. Great control, filled up the strike zone. He established his fastball. That's what he needs to do because he has a good one and that electric power changeup that he has. And and you said it in the game that he has a chance or he may have the best stuff in the, on the staff when he is filling up the strike zone and not walking guys. I thought it was a great start. He kept him in the ball game, only gave up that one run, and then he just handed over to the bullpen. I thought quietly maybe a really, you know, deciding moment in this ball game bottom eight Jacob Stallings leading things off with Phil Bickford on the mound watches a 3-0 counter he gets himself to a 3-0 count and then he takes an automatic strike Bickford couldn't throw a strike and then he swings at the 3-1 he pops it up and then Bickford kind of settled in but Man, if Stallings finds a way to walk there, they're going to pinch run John Birdie with a rise coming to the plate. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I thought that was a big difference potentially in this ball game. No, I agree with you. You know, you, it's this. I mean, this late in the year with the new rule changes, you should not have violations as a pitcher. You shouldn't have violations as a hitter. You already know the rules, and I know it's a time of year that. You know, everything is, is a little bit quicker. Uh, you know, you, 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 the at-bats, the anxiety and all that starts playing, coming into play because of you're in a pennant race. But at the same time, you got to know that these are the rules and you can't be making those mistakes. You go from an automatic take count, a 3-0 count where you're taking a pitch, where now you're basically guessing. You're like, okay, if I can get another fastball, then I'm making a good swing on it. And he committed early on. It probably it was probably a strike, but it was not a fastball that you want to try to do damage on. And he got caught there. And I, I agree with you. I think that was a situation and a big situation. Now you have first instead of a guy on first base, you have one out. 
with speed at first, no less as well, because John Birdie was poised to pinch run. All right, Nelly, tough loss for the Marlins tonight. We'll see if they can get themselves back into the win column tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely, Kyle. All right, that's Chef Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ball game tonight. We were scoreless through four. Both Edward Cabrera and Jose Buto looked really good tonight. In the top of the fifth, with one out, Ronnie Mauricio singled. Omar Narvaez then walked, and with two aboard and one out in the fifth inning, Mark Vientos, the hometown boy, was at the plate. Nothing and one the count to Vientos. And the next pitch is a line drive. Center field. That's a base hit playing at Jazz. Mauricio's going to try to score. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. It's cut off by Josh Bell. That's an RBI single for Mark Vientos. And the Mets take a 1-0 lead here in the fifth inning tonight. But that 1-0 lead would not last long. In the bottom of the fifth inning, Jose Buto walked Jesus Sanchez. Garrett Hampson then reached on an E5, going first to third on that play with Jesus Sanchez. And the Marlins had runners on the corners with nobody out in the bottom of the fifth inning, and Joey Wendell at the plate. Mauricio charged with the error for the Mets. So here is Joey Wendell. Corners are in. The first pitch. That's a ground ball hit to second base. Guillaume goes to second for one. The throw to first is in time at a double play, but a run scores, and we are tied at one. That's the only run the Marlins would get in this ballgame here tonight. Jose Buto went six innings. He allowed a leadoff single in the sixth three different times tonight. In the first, the second, and in the sixth inning, the Marlins had leadoff singles, but they just couldn't cash it in against a pretty stingy New York Mets bullpen this evening. Eddie Cabrera went five and a third. He was relieved by A.J. Puck, who went an inning in two-thirds. David Robertson worked a scoreless inning against his former ball club, worked out of a first and second, one-out jam in the eighth inning. Had the uh, incident there with Stallings in the eight with Phil Bickford on the mound, took the automatic strike. Thought it really turned the tide there in the eighth inning. Then Adam Adovino came out of the ninth inning, and... Uh, Boy, he would shut the Marlins down. However, it was 1-1 going to the top of the ninth. Tanner Scott came in for Miami, and the first man that he faced was Jeff McNeil. 1-1 pitch. McNeil swings. He hits it high in the air, right field. Sanchez is going back at the wall, looking up, and it's gone. Jeff McNeil just hit a leadoff home run here in the top of the ninth inning off of Tanner Scott, and the Mets have taken a 2-1 lead. That was our drive of the game tonight, brought to you by Alligator Alley, Harley-Davidson, and Palm Beach Harley-Davidson, Florida's number one harley volume dealer group. Marlins went quietly in the ninth inning. Adam Adovino retired Josh Bell. He grounded out the second. Then Jazz Chisholm Jr. was caught looking. Jake Berger went down swinging. Tough night for Jake Berger. One for four at the plate. Couple of errors in the field. The Mets take game one of this three-game series by a final score of 2-1. to one. For New York tonight, two runs, eight hits, no errors, eight men left on base. For the Marlins, a run, five hits, two errors, four men left on base. Bickford, the winner. Scott is the loser. Adovino with his 11th save of the season. Total time of game, two hours and 32 minutes. 14,577 on hand. Here at Lone Depot Park tonight. Mets are 70 and 80. The Marlins are now 78 and 73. The Marlins struck out nine tonight, and that means that $225 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, tough one here on Monday night, but let's hear what Skip Schumacher had to say, get his reaction after the game. Skip, I know you were just talking about how baseball can be so weird sometimes after not a lot of offense in Milwaukee, then a ton of offense this weekend, then not a lot of traffic tonight, just maybe what seemed to be the biggest overall challenge offensively. Uh, we just got the ball on the ground a lot, um, over 50% on the ground, and th we didn't win the 3-2 count. Um, thought that was a, kind of a bigger part of the game. He pitched a good game. Uh, we, we just 
Cabby pitched a great game too, and um, it's tough when Cabby threw you know that well that you know we can't come away with a win. Um, you know, five innings, four hits, one run. I mean, that's as good as he's pitched all year in you know one, probably the most meaningful game of his young career so far. And uh, not to you know score more than one run was it was tough. What was the explanation that they gave to you uh, after taking back the Solaire home run? Crew chief review. Yep, that was it. Uh, yeah, uh, with Cabrera, what specifically stood out about him getting only one walk? Obviously, got to be pleased with that. Yeah, I felt like he just slowed the game down and um, felt like he um, it wasn't rushed for him. That the game didn't speed up. He just kind of was, um, you know, pitch to pitch and didn't uh, wasn't concerned about um, you know maybe the next hitter or what ifs and that type of stuff. It just like he was commanding the zone um, so much better with you know pitch to pitch and nothing really sped up. So. Yeah, he was uh, he was really good today. Pounded the strike zone, like I said, and um, when he's in the strike zone, it's tough to hit. And uh, it showed today against a good lineup. What could this mean for you guys if you can get that from him? You know, the rest, however many. Yeah, I mean, we we don't have uh, you know. There's some starters down, so we uh, we need him to to be good, and uh, we have had faith in him, uh, especially coming out of spring training of you know what, what kind of pitcher he could be and is going to be. Um, you know, he had a, a little hiccup in the middle of the year, but we wanted him to go down and work on throwing strikes. He did um, some up and down games down there, but since he's been back, maybe you know a couple bad innings, but overall he's been really good since he's been back. What? Oh, so just one in particular. You mentioned, I guess, the three ball cut, maybe the counts, but like he came in with a lot of walks, their pitcher, obviously some good numbers, but just was it him executing you guys? Lack of execution. I'm sure the game plan was fine, but why? what turned the tables where he had that kind of performance instead? Yeah, we weren't. To me, we did have to look at the video over again, but we didn't. Feel, it didn't feel like we swung too t- too much out of the zone um, on the three-two count. We took some fastballs right there um, for strike three, and um, his the fastball changeup combo just kind of um, hurt us today, and uh, almost like Pepio game, you know, where there's. Uh, just kind of ping-ponged us back and forth and uh, we just couldn't get on time with one of the other pitches. Arias obviously had a good game but other than that um, you know not too much hard contact other than than Louis. Skip after you know such a hard-fought series over the weekend do, do you buy into emotional letdowns did you ever experience that after? Uh, no that, I mean that wasn't our message today um, you know we acted like this was and still is the New York Mets. I mean, it's still a really good team. I don't care about the trade deadline. Like, that's a real lineup, and um, Otto Vino closed. I mean, he's a really good pitcher. So we we knew that, you know, they were going to come in, and, and, you know, that team is not going to quit. Um, they're trying to knock us out, and uh, they pitched a really, you know, really good game. They played uh, played a, you know, pretty good game as well, like, as far as defensively um, overall. Um, but it was, uh, it was us not, you know, providing any offense for Cabby today. And just back to Soler's home run being taken away, is there a level of frustration just in the sense that, I mean, it was originally called fair and then it ends up being a... a well, of a course there's frustration when you just call the home run and he trots and, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely frustration when you think there's a home run, but, there's, I mean, there's nothing you can do. They, they did a crew chief review and it's kind of out of our hands once that happens. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's part of the game. It, if they see it, saw it was a foul ball, I mean, there's nothing, you know, what... What, what can you do when they call that, you know, stuff? Arise getting to 200 and hit 201. Uh, how would you describe just what an incredible accomplishment that is? Yeah, I, I haven't been a part of, I don't think, a 200-hit year. Um, 
so pretty special. You don't see it too often, uh, especially in today's game. And um, yeah, he's. I don't think he's done either. So he's he's been phenomenal. He, I think he's going to have a couple of these in his career. And um, you know what he puts in, he deserves to get 200 hits every year. He has stayed healthy the whole year, um, and that's that's been a big part of the of it as well. I think it's just the. First round against Tanner since July 31st. Just, I guess, a hanging slider there to a good hitter. He's human. I mean, that it's just that he's going to give up a, another run probably in the next few games too. I mean, it's just uh, he's been lights out. And uh, yes, some good hitters run into baseballs, you know, every now and then. And and McNeil put a good swing on the slider and, and hit it out. But uh, yeah, the good chance you'll see Tanner out there again in the ninth. Keep going back to the starting pitchers. We talked to Sandy earlier today. He, he threw a bullpen, but he didn't know what was next for him. Do you guys have a plan when you expect to have him back on the mound? Every day is a new day uh, when he comes in, and we'll figure that out when he comes in. It's, there's no uh, there's no real script. We find out how he feels the next day and then go from there. All right, that was manager Skip Schumacher. One positive that happened tonight was Luis Arise reached 200 hits for the first time in his career. Arise becomes the fourth Marlin to reach this marker. The last to do it was D. Strange Gordon in 2017. He had 201 hits. Let's hear Luis Arise's thoughts on his uh, very impressive accomplishment. Does 200 plus hits mean to you? It's mean a lot for me because I work hard for this. And I did I make it, and then, well, I see the line to the middle. I told Nemo caught the ball, but uh, thanks God he not caught it. But i uh, really excited for that, and then I want to say thanks God. What was going through your head when you got on base after recording the 200th hit? Yeah, I mean, long season, long season. Then I started really good in my first half, and then I said maybe I got a chance to hit 200 hit this year, and then I did it. Or 200 hits. Where was you know? Where was that in goals that you wanted to achieve, maybe in your career? It's a lot. It's a lot because 200 is a lot for everybody. It's hard to hit and believe, but I did it. I worked hard for the, for that, and then when I hit it to center field, I say thanks God for everything. You were one of few guys who was able to have success off of their starter tonight. Just what was the scouting report on him, and what made him tough tonight? Oh, yes. He just throws strikes today. He just throws strike and then he just go there and compete. He's he's pretty good pitcher. He got good big low, good change, good slider. And then tough day for us, but um, tomorrow's another day. You mentioned working hard. Skip has given you a ton of credit for your work ethic, even compared you to Albert Pujols. What is it about the work that you put in that's led to the results? It's amazing when the manager talk about players, especially to me. Um, we just, this is my job. I got to work every day. And then especially if I, I work hard and then I stay healthy every uh, to, uh, for the year. And then look the result. That's why I, I work hard. All right, morale up. We're right back at it. It's going to be game two of this three-game set against the New York Mets. The Marlins looking to bounce back. Braxton Garrett toes a rubber for Miami. I've got Marlins on deck at 610, 641st pitch. Let's get people here at Lone Depot Park. Just 11 games remaining. As always, thanks for rewinding with us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.